What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another awesome episode of the I Choose series podcast. If you're following this podcast, you need to tell your friends and family. In this episode, we speak with Dr. Stephanie Burgos, who's from New York City, about overcoming failure and the path to success. Enjoy. The past couple of weeks, we've had a lot of different people talking about the vulnerability, things that they've been experiencing in their life. But I think tonight, what's really special is having you specifically come on board because you are a doctor. Yes. Not to say that you don't have problems, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sure you do. Yes. But um, but I think it's a really you know interesting you know to have somebody who is in the medical field come on the show and um, and just kind of share you know a little bit about your story and some ex- you know some of your experiences, and then uh, maybe we can get into some Q and A as well. Yeah, that sounds great. So why don't we start by you just kind of sharing a little bit about your story, where you're from, where you came from, how you became a doctor, what it's all Mm -hmm. about. Yeah, so pretty much, like I said, I'm from New York City, grew up, born and raised. I'm Latina. I'm half Dominican, half Puerto Rican. and Gringo. Gringo all the way. (laughs) And for so long, I think I would say I knew I wanted to be a doctor from like the age of like seven years old. I was that little girl who would play with her dolls, who was inspired by her pediatrician. And it was always just kind of placed in me that, you know what, you're going to be a doctor and this is the path you're going to go. And I remember in high school, I stayed on that path. I remember in, you know, in college, the first semester of college, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go pre-med and I'm going to rock this. And then all of a sudden I get to, I actually went to Boston College for my undergrad, moved to Boston. And it was like a small fish in a big pond, you know, in a big sea. And I remember just feeling incredibly overwhelmed, which I think is very common, especially when students go to college and they go away, they have that overwhelm, they feel lost, they feel like even if you were like top of your class, all of a sudden you're surrounded by all these really intelligent, really smart people, and you're away from home. And I remember just doing horrible, you know, horribly, horribly <laughs> in my first semester. And I was like, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if, you know, if being a doctor is for me. And I remember I actually, for up until that point, I had been very consistent with my goals of wanting to be a doctor. And I remember I got to, me- I got to college and I, there was a moment where I almost gave up. I actually stopped going to some of my classes. I got, hard, you know, I got like C's and B's and so, a couple D's in some of my courses. And I really, for lack of better terms, like I really, you know, shot myself in the foot for lack of better terms. And mm. I remember I was like, okay, I need to figure this out. I need to figure out if I am going to pursue this and, or if I'm going to just give up on this and figure something out. And I was like, well, wait, wait. were you like partying or was it like you would, it was a no. real struggle. It was a real challenge. It was just real struggle. It was just real struggle, real okay. challenge. I was not much of a partier in college. I actually okay. wasn't. I, it was just that it was hard. You know, those, if there's anyone on here who watches this, who, you know, who, who's a professional or who tried to be pre-med or tried to go to law school or tried to any of that, like some of, you know, the course load is just so much and yeah. it's, you know, really, really tough. And so, no, I wasn't partying or anything like that. And I remember that summer I reached out to a mentor and I said, you know what, I need to connect with someone. And that's like, to me, I really believe in mentorship. I really believe in, you know, connecting with people who are ahead of you, who are more successful than you so that you can really cast, so that you can really have that vision um, for what you want to achieve. And I remember that summer 
I shadowed of another physician and she really, she had like her own private practice in the Upper East Side, really gave me that vision of what life could be like, right? Because yeah. a lot of times people don't go after their dreams because mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard for people to dream. It's hard for them to know what's possible if they don't see that in their own family or they don't see that in their own inner circle. And that's why mentorship is so powerful. And so I, you know, I, I was able to shadow this person. She gave me that vision and I went back to school and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to recommit to this. And I spend the rest of my college, you know, you know, kind of college time really just trying to get my grades back up, you know, and I remember talking to my advisor and he was like, nope, you can't, you know, you're not going to get in. You're not going to be able to get in with these grades. You might as well give up. You might as well. And mind you, this was like my advisor. So, you know, he's the person who should be telling me and just encouraging me. And he's just like, I guess he was just trying to be honest with me. And he was like, with your grades, these are the averages. You're not going to be able to get in. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm still going to try. I'm still going to, you know, I'm still going to pursue this. And I remember after I graduated college, I actually took a year off and I went to a like a local community. Like, no, I actually went to a local university and I took a year of science classes because I was like, okay, I really want to, I really want to do better in my grades. I really want to, because I wanted to just pad up my, my GPA and really get the best application to be able to apply to med school. Awesome. And, and I remember I did that. And then I took, I went to take the entrance exam for med school and I got one of the lowest grades and I wow. was like absolutely devastated. And I remember saying, okay, this is not good. And let me take it again. And then I took it again and I got an even lower grade. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this wasn't supposed to happen. This is not, this is not how it should be. And I remember, and, and I think, you know, I think so many people would have given up at that point. They may yeah. not have even pursued applying. And I remember I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to still apply. I'm going to apply broadly. And I remember applying to 30 schools and I waited for the applicant, you know, I waited for the, for the letters to come in. And the first letter that I got was a no. And the second letter that I got was a no. And then the third letter that I got was a no. And like, I just consistently <laughs> kept getting no after no, after no, after no, like 29 rejections in a row. Wow. And it was like, you know, door shut in my face, you know, one after the other. And I remember just really being a little bit devastated. And I, you know, I always ask people, especially those who are watching, you know, how many of you would have just given up at that point? You know, you leave you, a comment. Maybe, yeah. How many? How 29 many, no's. How many after, people would have given up? Yeah. After 29 rejections. No, no, no. You spent all this money, all this time. How many of you would have given up at that point and said, you know what? 29 people are telling me I can't do this. So then I sat there and I'm like, well, hold on hold up. I like, I applied to 30 schools. So I applied to 30 schools and there's one left. And I was like, where is that application? And so I called them up and that takes a lot of courage, right? That takes a lot of self-belief to be able to pick up that phone and say, hello, you know, where is my application? Did you lose it? And they were just like, oh, we misplaced it, but here it is. And I, and they were like, we'll call you back in a week with the answer. And funny enough, actually, this is actually funny because that interview for that medical school, I remember specifically because it was my hardest interview. And the person who was interviewing me told me that I was going to fail. He literally was like, with this application, I do not think you would, you know, succeed in medical school. Like, I, like, I think he, I don't know if he was just wanted to see what my reaction would be. And I was like, well, I'm going to do my best and I'm not going to fail. 
And that was like kind of my response to him. So I waited a week and then I got, you know, I waited and got the letter and it was a yes. And it, you know, it's like all you need, you know, all you need is one opportunity, right? Yeah. All you need yeah. is one foot in the door to really change your life, to really, you know, just that one opportunity to really, you know, do better the next time. And I went to medical school and again, it was tough. I'm someone that, you know, test taking does not come easy. I mean, I don't think it comes easy to a lot of people, but it's still, it's, it's something that, ha you know, I had to work at really, really hard. And I went to medical school. I did my very best. I, I rocked my, you know, in, the, in medical school, the first two years are very much book work. And so it's just kind of like studious and you're studying in books. And then, this, and then the second two years, you're actually like in the hospital doing clinical work. You're, you know, you're shadowing other doctors. You're actually seeing patients. So, you know, you're really, you know, building up your bedside manner. And so I did really well in the second half with the clinicals um, to the point where when it came time to match, and so I'm actually an emergency medicine physician, I work in the ER, and when it came time to match, I matched at Harvard in, wow. up in Boston. So, wow. for, so for someone- Like a full circle, right? Yeah, it was, oh, and wow. it was funny because it was, it was definitely one of the, exactly like you said, it was like, here I am, a girl from the Bronx who was told that she would not get in, who really had 29 rejections, one after the other, who continued to believe in herself, you know, no matter what, because that's what's key, guys. At the end of the day, you have to be your biggest cheerleader. You have to have that self-belief and you have to know that you're going to see it through, that you're going to see your goals through no matter what, no matter how much time it would take. And so I went to Harvard and that was a whole other, just another, a whole other kind of experience of just you know I went through issues of feeling like do I belong here you know yeah. just kind of that self that self-worth do I feel worthy to be here and that was something that was really tough for me and I remember and I think many people can relate to that many people can relate to being around people and feeling like do I belong here do I belong in this job do I belong in this career do I belong in this circle of friends and you know and so I really struggled through that in residency and even when I came out of residency, going into building an online business and just, it's always kind of, you know, kind of stuck behind me, this idea of self-worth. And, and that's one of the things I've had to work through. One of my own struggles that I've had to work through the, the idea of imposter syndrome. I don't know if you've heard of imposter syndrome. No, um, what is that? So imposter syndrome is when it, it really affects like a lot of professionals. And it's, it's when you get to a certain status, but you don't believe that you belong there. And I've really, heard of this actually. Yes, yes I have. And you, so I've experienced you, this. <laughs> so you 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 get I'm to experiencing this, this now. <laughs> so you get to and it's actually I mean it's a, it's called imposter syndrome and it's really when you 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 almost feel like one day someone's going to find out that you that that you're not really that great and that yeah. you have you know that you're really struggling or and so it's almost like you just don't feel like you belong. And so yeah. I really you know I really struggled with that, you know, through my career and it affected you know, it really affected my, my learning. And I remember in residency, someone came up to me and said, you know what, Stephanie, you have to stop comparing yourself to the next person. Right. And I yeah. think you can relate. To, I think everyone can relate to this. We cannot, you know, we can't compare our chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. We can't compare, you know, comparison steals joy. And I was someone that was always comparing and it was stopping me from being able to learn. And so she said, you know what, you need to stop comparing. You're going to, you're here to do your best. You know, no one's judging you, right? And, and, and it wasn't until she said that that I was able to really release a little bit of that and really start learning and doing better in school.
Yeah. And then during all that's that incredible, time, Stephanie. Yeah. This morning, you know, we just put up on the I choose thing. We put up this quote where the only person that you should compare yourself is to the person you were yesterday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because compare, you know, at the end of the day, we're all very unique individuals. We do not know what other people are going through. And I'm a huge believer that, you know, we all have our own unique journeys that we're going through in our life. Yeah. And we all have unique histories, unique backgrounds, unique experiences. And we don't know what the next person has done in terms of their experience, in terms of their hard work, in terms of their um, the stress or the, the obstacles they've overcome. And here we are, you know, trying to compare ourselves to someone and we don't know anything about them. And then what ends up happening is that that kills our vibe. That makes us feel like we're not enough. That makes us, and when we're our, when our vibe is not high and we're in that self-doubt, that's going to stop us from moving forward towards our goals. And yeah. so, and, 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 I, and I want people to know that this is something you must be very mindful of, right? It's like at every stage, it's not like one day you're going to be like, oh, I'm never going to compare myself to anyone. I've, I've worked through this and this is no, no longer a big deal for me. And I'll be able to forge, you know, go forward. No. And I'm sure you've seen that. Like, at a, you know, at every level, there's always someone doing better than you. There's always someone that you're, and it's like that, there's that fine line between inspiration and comparison, right? When you Absolutely. find people, when you find people who, and it's important, because it's important to have that inspiration as well. It's important to surround yourself with a circle of people that are doing better, that are, that are doing more. And so that you, so that you can see what they're doing, but then Again, you just have to always be mindful that you don't drop into that comparison mode. Because I believe, you know, I believe everyone's success is out there for them. And I believe, you know, what's, what's for you will not pass you. And I'm, mm. a strong, I'm a strong believer of that. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I have to say, you know, I'm listening to you speak and, you know, I'm just taking some notes while you're talking and stuff. And um, I think that, number one, if I could just start off with those no's, the, 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 the no's that we get, like the way I think about this now is that every no I get, I get excited about. That's my new, like my new thing because there's only so many no's before the yes comes. Yes. So let's get them out of the way as soon as possible. You know what I mean? Yes. Like there's a no, okay, I'll take it. There's another no, okay, I'll take it. Take yes. them, take them, take them, all the no's because like you said, it's just that one yes that you need to achieve whatever it is that you're striving for. You know, so having the confidence and having the resilience to keep going forward um, despite the no's and, and waiting, you know, to receive that one yes, I think is you've got to change the mindset. The no's are not, they're not negative. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're not meant to be the no's. No, right. I mean, again, it's, it's that idea. It's, it's, the same re it's the same idea behind how people need to fail in order to have success, right? You need to have constant failure. It really yeah. is, you know, the, the, the road to success is filled with failure. And yeah. so the, the faster you start failing, the faster you're going to start, you know, having more success and you're going to start building your confidence. And it's the same thing with getting no's towards your, you know, towards your goals. And I think, and the key thing too, is to realize is, is to try not to personalize those no's, right. And try not to say like, I am not worthy or, you know, this is a, 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 an attack on me as a person. No, it just may not be, that's not the right opportunity for you. It may not, right. you know, you may not have the current skill set for it, which a skill set is something that can be, you know, that can be worked on and built. 
And so it's really key to just, you know, not to, imp not to personalize those no's so much and realize that it's going to happen. They're going to come and you just need to keep moving forward and look for that open door. Cause there is an open door. The, the only way you don't get to that open door is when you stop and you give yeah. up on yourself. Yeah. For everyone who's just tuning in, we're speaking with Dr. Stephanie. It's Burgos, right? Burgos. Yeah. Burgos. I see a lot of my, a lot of my people on here. They're watching. <laughs> <laughs> we're speaking with Dr. Stephanie Burgos. Now, when I go to your website, which is healthierdoc.com, yeah. mm -hmm. I see this, this beautiful headline. It says, Hey, beautiful. Want to get the confidence body and bank accounts of your dreams. What is this about? What is your specialty? What are you striving for? What mm -hmm. is it that you, that you are doing with people right now? Absolutely. Yeah. So for me, that specific, so again, so I, I'm an emergency medicine doctor and that's like my first hat. I have many hats <laughs> and that's my first hat. But just like most women, most people, I really struggled a lot with self-worth, with my self-esteem, with my body image, with, I was an overweight child. And so I really struggled a lot with my weight and that mm -hmm. really affected my own confidence, even at work and at school. And so it wasn't until residency when I was up at, in Harvard that I really said, you know what, I really need to get my weight under control. That was at a point where nothing in my closet fit me. It was really affecting my relationship. It was affecting, I was kind of just like looking at the scale and I was internalizing those numbers on the scale. And I was saying, you know, it was making me feel bad, which I know a lot of people can relate to when they step on that scale and they're like, oh my God, I weigh a hundred and whatever, however many pounds. And yeah. it you know, they feel really bad, especially women, women tend to really beat themselves up and then they don't want to go out they don't want to take a photo they don't want to they don't want their significant others to touch them they just they don't they don't feel good mm. and I remember I was like I need to take control of my health right you know obesity is a huge problem in our country for adults and for children and Absolutely. I you know, and, and as a physician, you know, I, in the ER, I treat all the medical problems, all the conditions that happen when you don't take care of your body. And I'm a huge believer that, you know, 80 to 90% of our disease is prevented, you know, preventable with proper diet and nutrition if you start it ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And so in residency, I started doing home workouts. I started really, you know, really just to, um, attuning my, like my nutrition, really learning more about my body because everybody's body is different and unique. And like, you know, you may try a certain diet or a certain nutrition plan and it may not work for someone else, but you have to remain a student of your body and you have to figure out, okay, what's going to work best for me. So I started that journey back in 2013 and while I was a resident and then I started while I did that, I started sharing on social media just for inspiration because my goal was like, you know what? I'm a busy professional. If I can show other people that despite me being busy, despite me working 70, 80 hours a week, that I can still make time to exercise and make time to just really take care of my body. Maybe I can inspire one person. And also for me, there's a deeper component to that because I have a huge, which is funny because you, you know, I know you said you recently had a series on anxiety. Like one of my, like my, my real like desire is to really help to combat depression and anxiety in our country and around the world, which I believe starts first when you look in the mirror. It starts with how you feel when you look at yourself and your own self-worth and your self-esteem. Yeah. And, you know, and to me, you know, one of the first steps you can take towards helping you know to combat depression and anxiety is exercise and you know fueling your body right so that was a huge goal as well for me when i started sharing on social media and yeah. so 
for me, my goal is through my social media, through my books, I have a book, um, I have two books, a kid's book and a, and a wellness book. And, you know, my goal is to really encourage people to really take care, take control of their body and to really, you know, create to make exercise fun and to make exercise and you know something that's an everyday part of your life and to really create that sustainable lifestyle because at the end of the day no one you know no one is in control of your body more than you and it's no one else's responsibility but your own and yeah. a lot of people tend to put themselves last and so with my website and everything that I'm doing it's like okay let's take care of your body because if you could start taking care of your body then you're going to start seeing that you're going to start feeling better about yourself. Your self-esteem is going to rise. And then what's going to happen is you're going to start feeling confident. And then what's going to happen is that's going to trickle into your relationships and your job and your, you know, your career. And then that's going to help you make more money and all of it's all connected, you know? And so that's really a big, you know, my main, my, my mission is for people to be healthy, you know, physically and emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have to say last week we had this guy named John Spencer and he came on talking about, you know, his own personal journey with anxiety and depression. Um, weight, weight was a really big part of it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he, he weighed a couple hundred pounds, um, mm -hmm. you know, just a couple of years ago. Uh, and he carried that weight for 15 years with him. And it wasn't until he started to really, you know, take, take that under control or get that under control where, you know, things started to kind of shift. But, you know, he still talks about dealing with anxiety. And I feel like, man, you know, this is like the second week in a row that anxiety is coming up. Where's, where does it come from? Because there are so many people out there right now who are struggling with anxiety, with depression, with this sadness, with this poor self-image. Like, I have, I have some thoughts about this. And, but I want to know yours first. So I think it's not as easy. <laughs> it's like, you know, I think it's multifactorial. I think there's many different factors that that lead to to anxiety and depression but i think number one one of the key things is poor poor coping skills you know mm. poor like being able to 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 cope with life's obstacles and having you know some unrealistic expectations of how life should go and how life should be you know, i think like, that's key i think that's yeah, key i think, I think, I think we live in a world it's kind of like a fantasy it's like world. people think they're not going to have problems yeah. like the problem is that you think you're not going to have any problems <laughs> yeah exactly so, like i think that's so key between like you know the music we listen to the television we're watching the movies the books we read it's like this this fantasy world where you know things things are always working out for the main character yeah and that's yeah. not reality that's not reality and so yeah. i think poor coping skills having, un, you know, just having unrealistic expectations of how life should be, how life should go, and, and not being able to cope with that, I think is, is really important. I also think, I, I don't know if this is going to sound bad, but I think people personalize things too much. They, they, mm -hmm. they take things too personally. It's yeah. like, not everybody, you know, I, I, it's like, I don't want to say like you're not that important, but you're not that important for most everyone's going around, <laughs> you know, like everyone's going around really just trying to live their own life. And they're really, you know, and so it's like, but, but a lot of times we take so much personally and you have to understand that people are responding to you through their own life experiences and through their own filters. And it's like a lot of times it really is not a personal attack on you. And, and the reason why I say that is because that's why people get upset or they get depressed or they get anxious. You know, they think people are attacking them or they think people don't care about them or they don't love them or they are in their head thinking that because so-and-so didn't talk to me or didn't respond to my text right away, you know, what if that person is busy? 
Like yeah. they're, you know, legit busy. And so I think people really, you know, I think that's a part of it too. It's like people t take things way too personally. I, I got to <laughs> tell you, like, I, I mean, I am a, I, I'm with you a hundred percent. Like I, I can't stand it. I think people today are offended by, you know, the color of the sky and yes. it's been blue for, since the beginning of time. <laughs> also, and I would say this, I mean, I don't know, I guess it's because I do, so I do a lot of personal development and I don't know if you do personal develop, I'm sure you do personal development. And what I mean for by me? personal, yeah. <laughs> what I'm I mean trying by right now. For, for people who, do, you know, who don't know exactly what personal development is, personal development is literally, you know, like I've talked about like fueling your body so that you can stay healthy. It's yeah. fueling your mind with books and podcasts that are going to help you grow as an individual and help you grow in your weaknesses because hello, we all have weaknesses. Yeah, and I true. realized that people, you know, we have huge weaknesses in communication. We have, you know, you know, and, and that's like one of the biggest ones, huge weaknesses in communication, but personal growth. So I do a lot of personal development. I'm always reading books to kind of really grow my mindset, to really grow my leadership, to really work on my communication, how I perceive the world. And I think also, you know, and I'm a huge believer in not in, in really releasing judgment. You know, I, I don't, I, I, my rule is I don't judge people. You know, I'm not anyone, I'm not here to judge anyone. And I, and I truly believe everyone is allowed to have their own opinion and everyone is allowed to live the life that they want to live. And I don't, you know, I don't take things personally. You know, yeah. if someone has something to say, I understand that that's their perspective. And so wait, let me ask you a question. Let yeah. me ask you a question because I think there's a lot of people who are listening who absolutely would agree with, the, with what you're saying. How did we get here? It wasn't always like this. How mm -hmm. did we get to this place where everybody takes everything personal? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's not just like a few people. Like I'm seeing it on the news. I'm seeing it on Instagram. I see it on Twitter. I see it on Facebook. Everywhere you look, someone's offended by something that somebody said, blah, 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 blah. And it's seriously, it's, it's driving me insane. <laughs> it really is. I don't even listen to it and anymore. I, I can't. I think it's what I think you I think you mentioned it a little bit where it's just like, you know, you look at our media, you look at the songs, you look at the movies, you know, it's like people think, again, that everyone's going to get along right away, you know, and everyone's going to have the same opinions and you're not going to have problems and you're not going to. So I think it's this perception of how life really should be versus mm. how life really is. Okay. And, and I think it's again, I think it goes back to that those poor coping mechanisms. I mean, yeah. it starts first in the home, right? You know, it starts there's a lot of people, you know, there's again, there's mm. a lot of people who have poor coping skills. So if if you grow up in that as a child, that is going to affect you and how you, again, everyone, I always say being an adult is undoing what you learn from your parents. <laughs> it's like undoing their limitations, undoing their fears yeah. and really, you know, really trying to figure out what works best for you. Yeah. And so I think, you know, and you're right. And, and I also think social media having the accessibility, like we didn't have, you know, the ability to, for people to also hide behind, you know, screens and give their opinions so freely and not have to take immediate uh, responsibility for their, for their, for their opinions. Right. It's like, it's like, for example, someone can easily bully someone on, on social media and, yeah. you know, on Instagram and be super mean, but if they're in your face, they're not going to do it as like, I mean, there, there will be people who will, but there, most people will not because yeah. they're going to, they're not going to want, they're not going to want to take the consequences of that. But I think right. now with social media and people having so much access to free speech in the way that we have, it's made things, you know, worse. Yeah. You know, I have to say this just happened to me last night and people are probably going to hate me for saying this, but I got to say it. 
I was watching this show because I was not doing anything and I just was vegging out and I put on this show and my goodness, it was, a, it was a gentleman who was, I'm not going to say the name of the show, but it was a gentleman who was um, struggling with his weight and he was having a conversation with his father. His father was in a wheelchair. His father was a, you know, uh, a friggin' veteran from World War II who had fought, you know, uh, it had real issues is what I'm saying. And uh, not that this guy didn't have real issues, but he's sitting there and he's, and he's talking to his dad about like, you know, something that his dad said to him years ago when he was a kid. And I'm saying to myself, my goodness, like this poor man sitting in this wheelchair who had to fight, you know, who, who, who saw his friends die is listening to his slightly overweight child cry about something that he said. I couldn't, I couldn't grasp it. Like for me, it was like, if the, if the guy, if the kid who was just crying for a second, you know, could just turn around and just see how ridiculous this looked um, from, from at least from my perspective, you know, and then later on in the show, they went to some, uh, they went to a cemetery where, um, you know, his dad was kind of sharing some, something about some fallen soldiers and stuff. And he was like, wow, dad, like, I'm real proud of you. Thanks for fighting in the war. And I was like, man, I was like, this kid, like he's, he has bigger issues than the weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not just that. Like there's something mm-hmm. else here that's not clicking as far as like the, the priority list, the things that are right. on the priority list. Things that are on the priority list. And I think, again, it's like being very self-absorbed with yourself, you know, and just being, you yeah. know, not really thinking of the other and not really having the, you know, I always say my work in the ER gives me great perspective. Mm. Uh, and it humbles me all the time. And I see, I see people with, re- not, I mean, again, everyone's problems is based on their perception, right? So everyone's problem is going to be their problem. So the ER really, that's one of the blessings and the, the gifts of the ER for me is it gives me that perspective of like what, how, how much people suffer through. So it helps me in my own life to really see the many blessings I have. And so I think for a lot of people, you know, they are, really just kind of thinking a lot about themselves as opposed to really trying to take in, taking a step back and saying, okay, what has this person gone through? You know, I believe people are really just trying to do the best they can. I really believe that, you know, I really believe people are trying to do the best they can, you know, with, with their upbringing, with what they know. And they may just not have the tools. They may not just have the tools. They may not have the tools. They don't have the tools. They haven't personally grown in their mindset. They haven't, you know, for, forgiveness is huge they haven't forgiven you know I I believe forgiveness is a is one of our greatest miracles you know that we have you know it's I believe forgiveness is huge and so they haven't forgiven they don't know how to forgive you know they and so that's really important so I think yeah I can see how because sometimes I, I agree I see I see patients in the ER and I'm just like wow you've held on to this for years and it's, yeah. a, you know, you've held, you've held on to this hurt or something someone said, you know, 10 years ago, and it's literally affecting your life now. And, yeah. you know, so I understand and I can understand. There's, there's a doctor on the West coast. If I remember correctly, he's located in Washington state. Uh, and he's been doing a lot of research on the physical effects of forgiveness mm. and believe it or not, it's connected. <laughs> We're talking about people who are physically ill um, Mm -hmm. and who, you know, have these things happening. They can't explain. And he's researching how forgiveness and going through the emotional mental process of like the true understanding of forgiveness and how that 
affects the, the person who's, who needs to actually do the forgiving, um, you know, how it affects because, them physically. Yeah, well, because, because forgive, I, I love this type of topic. So forgiveness has nothing, to, you know, forgiveness is really nothing. It has nothing to do with the other person. Nothing. It really has everything to do with you. Yeah. So like when you're, when you are holding on to, you know, when you're holding on to hurt and anger and you are not willing to forgive, that's literally toxic energy in your body. We are yep. energetic beings. And yep. that's what he's probably getting to. It's like, we're energetic beings, just like how, how, how powerful are what we say to ourselves, right? You know, the people who are constantly thinking negatively and yet, and their life continues to be negative. The yeah. people who continue to say that they're not well, that they don't have a strong, you know, a healthy body and they just focus all on their disease. They continue to perpetuate that disease. And it's like, it's literally, you know, the mind and the body are so interconnected. And so when you don't, when you're not willing to forgive, you're literally holding on to that toxic energy and you're hurting yourself. And that's going to put stress on your body. And that stress is what's going to cause disease and it, you know, later on. And so I'm Absolutely. not surprised that, you know, I'm not surprised at all because I'm a big believer in forgiveness. I'm a big believer in affirmations and really speaking positively onto yourself, you know, not saying anything, you know, not speaking negatively because literally we create our reality with our words and with what we think. Yeah. And so people don't we, understand that the words oh. that come out of our mouth are so, so powerful. powerful. Now, listen, I, I'm, I'm a faith guy too. So like, I think yeah. there's a lot in the word, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like the words that we speak are so incredibly life changing and people, you know, people say, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, they thought it was dumb. You know, people didn't meditate. They didn't do any of this, you know, holistic stuff. And now people are, are really kind of getting to a place of an understanding of like the power of these words, the words mm -hmm. that we speak out loud and the words that we tell ourselves in our own minds. Even when we're being sarcastic, even when we're being joking, like you can't, you it, literally you're, you're speaking it or you're thinking yeah. it and yeah. you're calling that into your, into your physical space, into your, into your reality. Yeah. And so, you know, so I'm always very mindful that, you know, the most powerful thing is whatever you say after I am. So I'm always very mindful of what is it that I'm saying after I am. And, you know, just really encouraging the people around me to be my, you know, to really be mindful of that. If you guys agree with what Dr. Stephanie is saying right now, I want to see that like button, love button, leave some comments. If you guys have any questions for, for Dr. Stephanie, we will get into that. So tell us again now. So you've got the blog, you've got the social thing going. You've got a couple of books. I see books yeah. as in plural. So you've written a couple. Yeah. So I have a book <laughs> called Stephanie X-Ray, and it is a children's book. And it's about a young girl who develops a superpower that gets her into medical school and allows her to do, you know, to do good. And I, I love it because it's really teaching kids that every child has a superpower within them that they can use. I love that. I love do, that. You know, to do good things in the world. And so that's what that book is about. And then I have Healthier You Project which is a very quick, easy, digestible book that takes you through some mindset. I talk about affirmations. I talk about visualization, you know, forgiveness. I also talk about nutrition and wellness principles. And really it's the steps that I took myself to really transform my life, you mm -hmm. know, and to really, you know, you know, go from someone who was overweight and had low self-esteem and was quiet. Like people who know me now, they don't realize I used to be so quiet. I used to be, you know, very afraid to speak my mind. And now 
I have no fear in speaking my mind. You know, Love I feel it. very confident in, in, in really just being who I am again, because I have confidence in myself, you know, and I know that at the end of the day, you know, I have that self-worth and that self-belief. And so that's what the healthier you project, you know, the book is about, and they're both available on Amazon. And then I have the blogs. And so I've been, you know, blogging, and then I also have a course that I do about two to three times a year called Own Your Sexy. And that is a six week online course. <laughs> I am working on that. <laughs> and that's literally, it's a, it's, a, it's a wellness and mindset and confidence building course. Just really encouraging people to, to really step into their sensuality and their sexuality. You know, I feel like it's one of our most powerful tools as individuals. And so many people are not connecting to that. Again, because of not feeling healthy in their body, not feeling good in their body. So it all ties together. And so yeah. I have, you know, that. And so that's, that's what I have right now. I have lots of other, I have big vision for what's coming as well. So I'm really excited about some other projects that I have in my mind that I want to do, but that's where I'm at right now. That's beautiful. That's, that's awesome. So going back to the voice and you said that you used to be very, very quiet and now you, you speak your mind and you say the things that you, that are on your mind and you talk. You know, I have to say that um, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. I know that for myself, there was a period of time where I felt like I was, you know, I let, I let a couple of things slide that I shouldn't have let slide. And what I mean by that is, and people who've been watching this, you guys have heard me say this a bunch of times, but, you know, when, you, when you're in a place or a position or whether it's with your spouse, your partner, your friend, at school, at work, wherever it is, when you're in a place and you should have said no and you didn't, or you should have said yes, and you didn't. That was a moment where you lost a little bit of your power and that opposing mm -hmm. force gained in power. Mm -hmm. And over time, if you don't use that voice that you have, mm -hmm. you become the invisible person. Mm -hmm. You get mm -hmm. to a place where you're confused, you don't know what you stand for, and you forget what this is all about. Absolutely. And so I'm so proud to hear you say that, you know, you found your voice and you're going. I mean, I think that's something right now that like people need to hear, like, it's not about, it's not about, look, there's, a, there's very big, there's a very big, um, what I'm trying to say is it's, it's good to listen. <laughs> it's good to listen, but it's, it's okay to speak your voice. If you have something to say, speak your voice. I wanted to ask a quick question for someone out there who's really struggling with all the stuff that we spoke about. Uh, you said you'd written a couple of books and, and all this kind of stuff. What is the first step someone can take? Just the first step. I would say the first step would be affirmations. I think affirmations is something that's really powerful. Just to really start reprogramming your mind and really write How do they down. do that? How do they do that? What's yeah. the first thing? Because people maybe feel a little overwhelmed. Right. Yeah. So the first thing is you sit down and you write out a sentence and you start with I am and you mm -hmm. say I am and you say, what is it that you want to be? So, for example, mine will be I am beautiful. I am strong. I am bold. I am courageous. I am I, I am strong and healthy. And so you you write down the statements that you desire and it has to be in a positive it has to be a positive and you want and, and it has to be after i am and do not say anything negative and you start there and you start you know repeating that to yourself you write it down in different parts maybe you hang it up on the refrigerator what it is that you want you know what it is that you want to be because again losing weight 
you know, becoming the, 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 you know, the, the business person or going after that dream job, you have to, it, it first starts with an identity. You have to identify yourself as that person who's worthy of that. And yeah. so, the, you know, the mindset needs, you have to start reprogramming your mindset because remember, we've been programmed. Our mind is a, is, is a, is a computer. You know, our brain is like Absolutely. a computer. We've yeah. programmed ourselves for years. If we've been telling ourselves I'm fat or life is never going to go the way that I want to, or I have no money or life is hard, life is hard. You know, I got to, if you keep programming yourself in that way, and you've been saying that for years, you have to understand you need to start reprogramming with the positive affirmations and that's going to take time. So repetition is going to be key. And in the beginning, you may say, this is ridiculous. I don't believe this, but you have to stick with it. And one yeah. day it's going to click. One day it's going to click and you're going to, and you're, you're, for example, for about a year, I kept saying, I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. And it was really because again, like, you know, my, my history with getting into med school, I needed to really believe I am enough so that I can go out and be, and really go after the big dreams that I have. I have huge dreams. And if you don't, yeah. you know, so I would say for someone, it's the app, it's the affirmations and, and then I would just say, you know, really start taking, you know, to start taking care of your body, which is, I know it's hard. It's, it's definitely, that can be overwhelming for people, but, you know, just really, you know, taking it one step at a time of, you know, incorporating exercise, you know, and, and also just really want being mindful of what you eat. And again, that's like a whole, we could like spend a whole hour talking about I know. that. So, it's, I know. you know, we could spend a whole <laughs> then hour. We'll save that for the next one. <laughs> we'll save that for the next one. We could, spend, we could spend a whole hour talking about, you know, how to step into, you know, exercise and nutrition and the mindset yeah. behind that. But I think affirmations is something that's really easy. And I also think another thing is really starting your day with gratitude, you know, and really, you know, just saying three things that you're grateful for. Three yeah. things. I am grateful. I love that. I absolutely you know, love that. And I think, you know, I heard um, from one of my mentors, you know, I heard, you know, you trade, if you can trade your expectations in life for appreciation, your yeah. life will change. Yeah. If you can really look at life and start appreciating, like, for example, if you and your spouse are going through a certain tiff right now, or you're always nagging your spouse, or you're always like complaining. It's like you're focusing, what you're focusing on is all the things they're not doing right. But if you start appreciating you start looking at the thing, you know, you, then that's where your focus is going. So you're going to see what they're doing, right. Um, you know, you're going to see that you'll start appreciating and you're going to get more of that behavior and, you know, you'll see the dynamics start to change. And so yeah. I think, you know, just starting your day with gratitude, even just saying, and it could be as simple as I am so grateful for clean water, you know, or I'm, you know, as you're drinking your water, or it doesn't have to be this profound and don't, don't let it just be like, I'm grateful for my kids. You know, like, I feel like, you know, everyone's grateful for their, a lot of people are grateful for their kids, but really, you know, it's like, I'm grateful to be on this side of the earth. Like, you know, every day I'm like, you know, I'm grateful for another day. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I think, I, think that's, I think that's key. Gratitude is key. And for people out there who are struggling with like the understanding of gratitude, something that I like to do um, usually once a week or so is just kind of fasting for like an entire day where I, I don't eat at all until maybe I get up to dinner time. And so I'm constantly faced with this, like this hunger, you know, this physical hunger, this want, but intellectually making the decision not, you know, choosing not to eat. And then coming to that dinner table, um, you're looking at that food very differently at that moment, you know, and you become very, very aware of that gratitude and how good 
you know, this taste and how good this food is and the nutrition and how it goes inside of our bodies. So if anyone out there says, oh, I have nothing to be grateful for, just don't eat until dinner time. Seriously. <laughs> and, uh, and you might sit down to the dinner table and you might experience that true sense of gratitude um, for something that's, you know, very, very, you know, normal for all of us. We need, we need to eat, you know. And secondly, um, when you were talking about affirmation, for anyone out there who's kind of struggling with the affirmation or like, oh, I don't know when to do this or you forget, you've got to pick a time, something that you do. If you brush your teeth two or three times a day, while you're brushing your teeth, recite that affirmation in your head. Look in the mirror and tell yourself that you're enough during that time. Because you know what? You're brushing your, you're brushing your teeth twice a day or three times a day. And so you could be telling yourself two or three times a day for a couple of minutes that you are enough. And just in that moment, within, within a few weeks, within a few months, depending on how you know, programmed your mind is, you will start to see this change take yeah. place. And not only the change here, but it's the change around us. Mm -hmm. Once we start mm -hmm. acting in this world with a sense of gratitude and we start mm -hmm. you know, acting in this world with a sense of purpose and knowing that we're, we're good enough, the world around us yeah. changes. Yeah. It I changes. know for me, I also put it in my, I have it on my phone, for example, I have it as one of my screensavers. I have one of my main affirmations so that, cause on the, especially like on the iPhone, you can have two screensavers, one on the closed screen and one on the actual screen where you see all your apps. So yeah. on my closed screen, I actually have one of my main one of my main affirmations, which is life is always unfolding in my favor. So I, mm. every time I look at my phone, I see that. Life is yeah. always unfolding in my favor. Another good one is too, you can also use like your, using your alarms on your phone and you can like, you know, set alarms with just like I am and just write what you want to say so that when the alarm pops up or maybe your alarm for the morning, you know, you Love started that. with it. You started with very simple, very simple yeah. things again to create that, you know, just to kind of see the words so that you say them. Yeah. Wow. I absolutely, absolutely love that. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Is there anything else that you wanted to say or speak about or mention? I know we covered a lot of stuff. I mean, I feel like we covered like a, a wide array of, of things, <laughs> um, but I think they're very, very important things. And the more we're doing this with the I Choose series, you know, we want it to be a space where, you know, people at any point in time who are following this series can be scrolling on their phone and they're going to see something that's going to be positive, that's going to be you know, telling them that they're the lead in their life story, which is what this is all about. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think it's understanding that at the end of the day, you are, you truly are in control of your life and you truly are creating your life with your thoughts and your words. And what I like to tell people is that there's so much in life, there's so much in life that you cannot control, period. So yeah. you, you might as well, you know, accept that, understand that and get over it. Like there's so much in life that you cannot control. However, what you can control is your perception to what happens to you and your own personal actions. And mm. so, and just really realizing that you are responsible for that. No one else is responsible for that. Yeah. And if you can really start taking that ownership and really start doing these small practices of affirmations and, you know, and gratitude and visualizing yourself in a positive space with, you know, you know, really, you know, manifesting and really getting the things you want out of your life, you're going to see that little by little, your life will change. And little by little, you'll start getting the things that you want to get. And yeah, I think that's the key is that you have to, you're in control of your life. And so yeah. you have to really look at yourself and really just be honest, be honest with yourself, practice self-compassion, self-forgiveness. Again, these are all topics that people, you know, we could always go on and talk about, but 
that's key too, I think. It's that idea of self-forgiveness and self-compassion. I think people are way too hard on themselves. They, they have these super high expectations. And at the end of the day, we're all human. We are yeah. all human. Stop and taking life so friggin' serious. And we're not perfect. Life is not about perfection. Absolutely. Life is about progress. And I, one thing I always tell people is like, perfection is the lowest human standard you can have because it doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. So it, it doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. And, and I think so many people are, are you know, they, they, they put these like super high rigid expectations on themselves and it stops them from moving forward. And at the end of the day, it's about, it's really about progress. And, and the last thing I will say is that if you're looking to really build your confidence, confidence comes from taking action in your life. Confidence yep. comes from failing fast and taking action in your life. Because every time you fail, you're going to see that you're going to get right back up and you're going to see what you're capable of. And that's going to build your confidence little by little. So you have to go through the fire in order to, you know, really build that confidence and to go after the life that you want. So stop thinking that it's going to be easy and stop thinking that it's going to just come, you know, very easy, very happily without any struggle, without any problems, because it's, you know, that's all a part of it. And just really, you know, enjoy the ride and stop yeah. taking things so personally. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I love it. I think we're like, you know, we're in the same exact space with this. I mean, that's, that's why we wanted to start this whole thing. We wanted to inspire people, remind them that no matter what's going on in their lives, they're always one choice away. That's the action mm -hmm. step. It's one mm -hmm. choice away from changing our life forever. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened to me. It's like, you know, I always tell people I spent last year, no, was it last year? So 2007, so 2017, I spent a whole year stuck in like a comparison mode and really stuck, you know? And I said, you know what? One day I made a decision and I said, what, you know, forget this, whatever. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go for it. What do I have to lose in this world? What do I have to lose? I have absolutely nothing to lose and I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. And, you know, and I just said, you know what, I'm very, you know, I'm, I am who I am and people either love me or they hate me. And again, you attract what's coming into your life. So I never think people are going to hate me. I always, you know, and, and it's like, and as a result, I don't get a lot of negativity. I don't get, cause again, I'm not, not looking for that. But yeah. if you're always, if you're looking for that, guess what? You're going to get it. <laughs> if you're looking for the negativity, if you're expecting the haters, if you're expecting all the naysayers, that's what you're going to get. That's what yeah. you're going to get. So well, listen, I, I mean, I, I'm very, very excited. I'm very, very grateful that we had this, um, that we had this, this chat tonight. I think.